I meant to record this yesterday. I had the spark of an idea for a bit and I just finished editing one of these that I'd been sitting on for way too long. Then it was all kind of gone. Yesterday was pink shirt day, February 28th in support of bullying awareness. I found out about it too late in order to get a pink shirt of my own to wear this year. I've added it to my personal calendar for next year though. I'm, it's really important to me. I talked about bullying on here not long ago and how I was dealing with the stuff that had affected me the most. I'm working on this really super deep dive on seventh grade and what it was like for me. Honestly, I think it could turn into an interesting form of serial entertainment. Like maybe I could get some of that sweet Netflix cheddar for some of my emotional torment. You know, I tend to go through these different phases as I I talk to others about what's going on with me mentally. Honestly, the more I talk about these changes, the more I hear from other people who've listened even once, the better I feel. It's really cool to connect with someone even just for a second or two. There have been times where I've been observably over the moon about all this. This ebullience, if you will, prompted a conversation with one of the trickier people I have to deal with regularly, who was kind of playfully jabbing at me that I was starting to sound like an extrovert. That's a weird nit to pick with me. Because no, just because I'm positive and doing things to challenge myself in no way means I'm extroverted all all of a sudden. I mean, just yesterday, I was put in a work social situation, and I kind of panicked and bailed. I like knew the names of two people there, and that was it. There's no other common ground. After about 10 minutes, man, I could just feel everything shutting down. Now, the good news for me is that I don't get all pasty and sweaty like I used to. But the voice in my head making me feel abnormal in a room full of so-called normal people can be just as loud. I realize it's not that I want to be like them. I want to find out how to make them accept me for me, not for any other reason. I want to come back to this. Part of this is I suck at frivolous conversations. My lack of interest is pretty obvious pretty early on. I know I wear that exhaustion in my expression. At some point, I start to feel insecure, and that's pretty much curtains for me. It's probably why I had trouble dating, honestly, because there's inevitably small talk, and if one person doesn't seem interested, when in fact they are interested, just unsure of what to say, it also explains why I tended to date nerds. I've started to realize that a lot of my social, extreme social awkwardness is that I need a home base, either a person I can talk to easily or a guaranteed seat somewhere that I can go and be quiet if things just get way too tough. If there are nerds present, that helps a whole lot. Not just computer nerds either. Car nerds or trivia nerds or music nerds. Any subject we can explore at length. Uh, I- I- except for fantasy nerds. I That's a whole different thing. It, look, nerds are not a guarantee, but it really improves the odds. But without that home base, I'm lost. 
and that lost quickly turns into grumpy because I just want to go someplace safe. You know, it's funny how impactful even small words can be, how your audience is going to hear them, how, and perhaps respond themselves. I was in a super bad place not long ago, a situation where the only logical conclusion for me to be happy was to leave. I said something I thought was frivolous, but it landed very poorly, alarmingly poorly. I don't like that version of me. He's a selfish prick. I thought a lot about that night and how differently I would have felt if I had that home base. I mean, I was with the most important people there are to me. What could I have been missing? That version of me is insanely introverted. I don't want anyone seeing me. It takes a lot for me to hold back my natural reaction because something in my brain realizes I'm going about to cross a bridge too far. I mean, these are people I care about deeply. Why is that there? Why is this hate in me? Why is it in my personality? My depression seems to be related to this present. When I keep it at bay, it's like breathing different air. Things are clear. Things are feel right. Managing whatever this has been has been a motherfucker, though. I know I'm not alone. I found some other podcasts focus on mental health, and I'm trying to find the best way to get an easy reference out there for others. People I know stop me and tell me they listen here or there. They share a word of encouragement. And as an introvert, man, that helps a lot because they're breaking the ice, not me. Look, we all have mental health. We all have brains, right? I don't know anyone else's story. I do these podcasts to share the tiny little parts of stories that I'm comfortable sharing. I'll never call anyone by name with any kind of neg negative connotation to it. Only positive stuff here. I'll never, never question faith or values, and I'll stay away from situations where faith or values are being questioned. None of that matters. We all need to do more work on ourselves. I need to spend more 10-minute sessions thinking about nothing except my breathing. I need to get out there and get comfortable being in society again. It's like Rip Van Winkles. Seriously. I saw a video of a stadium concert recently, and honestly, it felt weird seeing so many people together. I was at, a, I was at stadium concerts. I was eight feet from the Scorpions at RFK, for fuck's sakes, with a complete stranger on my shoulder. Jesus Christ, I'm old. I'd be front row at Joshua, Joshua Ray Walker, no doubt there. Michael Cleveland, too. The thought of a stadium even though I've been to several of them since the pandemic, freaks me out mentally. Yet, I went to an NHL game completely surrounded by people, and I was okay. Except, and I don't know why, but I feel like I need to get to a safe p place. I started to say I couldn't say why this is, but I figured it out. It sounds terrible. I can't deal with it when people mosey around aimlessly. Maybe all those years in retail completely traumatized me. 
I always joke that I'm a completely tactical shopper. I make a list for the grocery store every week. I try and stick to that list. I've got my reasons. I shop row by row, section by section as it's presented in the grocery store app. Very few deviations. I don't know why, but this brings me a sincere form of peace. There's a sense of order to it. And when someone is traipsing around trying to figure out which pasta sauce is better, I just want to grab a jar and run. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I'm i not a jerk about it. Plus, I do leave some room for improvisation in my list. But there's a well-defined skeleton of the types of food I'll be collecting and paying for. It's barely shopping at all. I just want to get the things I know I want and then go home and my ability to perform this task in an aggressive time frame is an imperative to my happiness for some dopey reason so no i'm not really extroverted i want to fly through that store so i don't have to interact with anyone else and in crowds especially moving crowds i'm a wreck once i realized that it was room for everyone in that stadium to move around and once I knew where the beer was and I had my home base, I was fine, man. No problem. I said something about what normal means a moment ago. I'm sure everyone considers me normal until they talk to me. I'm a lot better than I used to be. But remember what I said about small talk? I realized I just identified one problem. If I look disinterested, they'll think I'm disinterested, right? So how do I get interested? And by the way, none of this constitutes me wanting to be an extrovert. I just want to deaden the pain, not change my personality altogether. I've changed a lot mentally over just the past few years. I've gone from this passionate nerd to this humble rookie to a firebrand to a helpless person just trying to hang on to the warrior I'm trying to be now. Yeah. I feel really good for the first time. Yet, I know I st I'm still an easy target for bullies. Oh yeah, we were talking about Pink Shirt Day, weren't we? So that's why he writes these down in advance. My self-confidence still needs a lot of work. If we're talking facts, and I know the facts, there's no problem. You're going to get a fully engaged response from me. But if an aspect of that discussion strays from the facts at hand, and makes me even a little self-reflective and you pick up on and someone picks up on that i've come to learn there's a personality type that identifies and focuses in on that weakness in me i felt it happen my confidence just vanishes and bullies feed on that i can think of so many examples when i was younger where that taunt was about my weight or my dirty clothes because our washing machine was broken, or honestly, my pink Oxford shirt. I was in the seventh grade in the early 80s. Oxford button-up style shirts were all the fashion then, and my mom had bought me a few in a bunch of different colors, including pink. And I wore all of them except the pink one. Until one day, my mom kind of laid down the law and said I had to wear the pink one. Look, I'm no dummy. I knew what was coming my way, but it was a few words here and a few words there, and I'm a bigger person than all of that, right? I'm telling you, my seventh grade year is a complicated melange of a story. 
Sometime mid-morning that day, someone started calling me a particularly hurtful term. He knew it got to me. It may or may not have been Frankenberry, which suddenly hung this hard left when he replaced Franken with a homophobic term. It was seventh grade, man. None of us knew how to curse effectively just yet. Anyway, guy's picking on my pink shirt, and I tried harder and harder to get away from him, which seemed to anger him to the point where he punched me in the face. I went to the nurse, who gave me an ice pack, and I returned to class. Nothing else happened. I don't even remember who that guy was. I mean, he chose to torment me for some reason, but not on a regular basis like other people did. But from that point forward, I refused to wear pink shirts. You can ask my mom. She'll back me up on this. I was talking to a work friend. He'd worn a pink shirt in support of bullying awareness yesterday. Yeah, buddy, I'm talking about you. Our experiences back in school were very similar, but for very different reasons. But I knew every single thing he was talking about. The taunting, the relentlessness of it all how it was always one alpha presence surrounded by a bunch of enablers. There's a sense of humiliation in it all, like getting punched repeatedly is somehow your fault. Oh, fatty, if you weren't so fat. Honestly, we'd still beat the shit out of you, but we just find different reasons because you're the weird new kid with the pink shirt and we're insecure, but we won't say why either. I've got a story that comes from a place of torment and grief for me where there's a happy ending. That's pretty fucking badass if you ask me. Take care.